Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Nicholas Mancini, currently the pastor of Sacred Heart of Mary Parish in Louisville, and he's the spiritual director for us here at Living Bread Radio. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, today we're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics, and we've been going through the Ten Commandments. Today we're going to talk about the Seventh Commandment, You Shall Not Steal. Question 426 of the UCAT asks, What is regulated by the Seventh Commandment, You Shall Not Steal? Okay, the Seventh Commandment not only forbids taking something away from another person, It also requires the just management and distribution of the earth's goods. It regulates the question of private property and the distribution of the proceeds from human work. The unjust distribution of raw materials is also induced into this commandment. In the first place, the seventh commandment actually forbids taking someone else's property. Uh, And once again, you know, the media and television shows and all the rest of it, you know, play this up. You know, it's, you know, they see, you know, all of these things and, oh, it's okay to take this or take that. But in actuality, no. When we do that, we are stealing from another person what they have properly, you know, worked for and bought and through their own hard dedication, purchase for their family, or even a company that, you know, purchases a great quantity of things, and we might not think anything of it. Oh, they got a million of these pencils or pens, so I'll take a handful. It's still wrong. We are cheating, we are stealing, and we are taking something that is not rightfully ours. And again, one of the things the Catholic Church does is it uh, deals with the different degrees of right and wrong, and in this case, stealing. In uh, 1 John uh, three seventeen and 18, it talks about sin that is deadly and that sin that is not deadly. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Church uh, calls deadly sin mortal sin and not deadly sin venial sin. So the point of this is, is if you do steal... Stealing a penny is a lot less of a sin than stealing a million dollars or a significant amount from somebody. Right, right. And, you know, um, when we look at this, um, we say, well, okay, this theft that comes under the Seventh Commandment, uh, what do we mean by this? You know, okay, there are the different degrees. But theft in itself is the unlawful approbation of goods belonging to another. So if I steal somebody's car, that's the greater sin than if I took a penny from you. Mm-hmm. So we see the degrees of sin here. So it's, 
in the old catechism used to say, and we were taught this in high school. I remember one of our high school priests in religion class said you could look at it this way. Like the law says, you got penny larceny and grand larceny. Penny larceny is the lesser, but grand larceny is the greater. So it's the same with sin. If you take a penny from your neighbor, you're still his pencil. All right, that's penny larceny. But if you take his car or his stereo set or all of his uh, belongings, then you're looking at grand larceny. So you got the greater sin. So I think when we look at it this way, we know that, okay, if I steal a pencil and I give that pencil back to you and I say, I'm sorry, and then I go to confession, okay, I return that item. Okay, we know the Lord forgives, even if it's a greater item. I take your stereo and I say, oh, Tim, I'm sorry I took your stereo. I want to return it. Okay, I have done this and I made recompense. Now I go to confession and the Lord forgives me. Or if I go to confession and I say to the priest, you know, I, I took my friend's stereo set and his recorder. Father will say, okay, now you know you've got to either return it or give him the value of that. So we make recompense for the items we have stolen so that then the Lord's forgiveness can come to us. And, you know, many times we don't think of these things. We think it's okay. And like I say, it's so much played up on uh, uh, television shows and in the media that we mm -hmm. don't understand theft is stealing. And we, we cannot, you know, justify that. Well, you were pretty accurate, Father, when you wanted to steal a penny from me because that's, that's about all you get. <laughs> um, now we talk about different types of theft. Uh, the UCAT asks in 429, what rules apply to intellectual property? Okay. Um, not just plagiarism in theft. You know, uh, for example, if I'm in school and we're taking a test and I look over your shoulder and I am copying all your answers. I'm stealing from you. Okay? So I've plagiarized your answers. Or I say to you, Hey, Tim, I didn't do my homework tonight or last night. Could I see your paper? So I copy your paper and I turn it in. Okay? I have stolen from you. Or I go to the library and I copy someone else's work word for word. I have plagiarized and stolen their work, and I turn it in as my own. So we have this type of theft. In taking something uh, that is not ours, because I failed to study, I failed to do my work, and I thought I could better myself by copying someone else's work, or turning in someone else's paper, that's plagiarism. I cannot do this. I must act on my own in the intellectual ability that God has given me. Uh, sometimes we see this in uh, uh, businesses and uh, business dealings, you know, mm -hmm. uh, how businessmen will manipulate and, and steal from the consumer by putting on great, great attractions. If you buy this from me, you know, you, you'll, you'll get all of these benefits. All right, so a person buys that, but they don't get all the benefits. 
And so business exploits that, as it says here in the UCAT, it exploits it so that people will grab it, but when they want to recoup on something that the item or the individual said to them about this product, they find that they were misled. And they're, they're, they're lost, and they've lost money. And the same with business dealings. We see this so much in corporations today. How many corporations have went into business dealings and brought people in, and then they bellied up? Mm-hmm. And they lost everything. And they, they put on the air saying, well, oh, yeah, invest with us. You're going to make a fortune. And then all of a sudden, they're gone. Well, again, that's playing on the... Uh Emotion of greed where people are trying to get something for nothing. Yeah, you know, I think society is becoming more and more greedy, it seems. Because the, the more that's out, the more we want. And, you know, like everything's up for grabs, it seems. Well, one of the beautiful uh, teachings of the church, uh, especially during the Lenten season, is fasting. And through fasting and prayer, we can alleviate ourselves of our human natural tendency to be attached material things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of quotes here in the UCAT I'd like to share about money that are very, uh, very true and very telling. There's a quote from Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10 that says, he who loves money will not be satisfied with money. And then St. Cyprian of Carthage back in the year 250 said that his money owns him instead of him Owning his money—that's <laughs> a good. That's a good phrase. So again, it's like an addic- addiction, mm-hmm. like with an alcoholic that one's too many and twenty is not enough. Right. You, you just can't get enough because again of this uh, unhealthy attachment to material things, or in this case, to money, or 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 uh, having to steal it mm-hmm. and having to have something. Right, and you know too when we look at that, and then that leads into vandalism. You know, vandalism and the deliberate damaging of public property. Uh, how many times we see this done? Uh, spray painting buildings, smashing windows, um, breaking into stores and vandalizing, uh, turning over counters or knocking things on the floor. This, once again, is a form of theft. Because you're destroying public property that someone has worked hard for. A business owner that has a corner store, all right, he puts all his livelihood into that and he has to sell those products to make good and to pay his debtors. So someone vandalizes his store during the night, you know, smashes all the uh, the uh, items there, uh, opens the freezers and throws milk and all that and uh ice cream and that on the floor and lets it all melt and you know just does malicious vandalism this is stealing this is stealing and we're we're seeing more of this type of thing today ever i think ever more prominent than we did when i think when we were growing up as kids if we did something like that and our parents heard about it well you were grounded for a month and then you had to go do recompense and and help that store owner or wash the walls if you spray-painted his building. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about taxes for a minute, uh, Father. Uh, question 431 in the UCAT asks, is it permissible to use tax dodges or to evade taxes? In evasiveness and dealing with complex system of taxation is morally unobjectable. 
it is immoral to evade taxes or to commit tax fraud. In other words, to falsify, fail to report, or conceal facts so as to prevent the correct assessment of taxes due. By paying taxes, citizens contribute each according to his ability so that the state can fulfill its duties. Therefore, tax evasion is not a petty infraction. Taxes should be just and proportionate and should be levied by law. Okay. One, one last question uh, before we're, we're done with today's show. Uh, question 434 asks, May a Christian make bets and play games of chance? Betting and gambling are immortal, immoral and dangerous when the gambler risks his livelihood. It becomes even worse if he risks the livelihood of other people, especially of those who are entrusted to his care. So a man goes out, he gets paid, he cashes his check, goes gambling, squanders it, and he fails to bring food home for his family. It's wrong. Okay. But again, if we do it for fun and it's it's affordable to us. In moderation. Mm-hmm. In moderation. Sure. Okay, great. We've been listening to Father Nicholas Mancini as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and discuss what we believe as Catholics, and in particular the Ten Commandments this week. This is Tim Perry, your host, reminding you that you're only one good confession away from receiving Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. If you haven't been to church or to confession for a while, now would be a great time to consider doing it. Until next time, may God bless you and yours. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.